This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This is episode number 70. Episode 70 features Jonathan McRory. Jonathan McRory is the current artistic director for the National Black Theater. The National Black Theater is in Harlem on 125th and 5th Ave, National Black Theater Way, and this week they are celebrating 50 years. 50 years. Um, I am very excited about this episode because I'm currently working at the National Black Theater um, as an actor, I'm in the production of 125th and Freedom, which is happening every Saturday in June. So you have two more chances to see this production. Uh, that's June 22nd and June 29th. Um, it starts on one end of 125th, um, 125th and 1st Ave, and goes all the way west over the course of five hours to 125th and the Hudson River. Um, check it out. Um Super excited for you to hear this conversation. Jonathan's a super ex- inspiring guy, um, and I hope you enjoy this conversation very much, and I hope you're inspired to take action and do your thing. Without further ado, this is Jonathan McRory. Let's have a conversation. I'm accounted for it. So, John, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just another day in the life, kind of living my process. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I, I was sitting here thinking um, how to start this particular one. Um, and I could say, for me, this theater, when I moved to New York like 11 years ago, mm. it was on like kind of a short list of places that I wanted to work at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really know why. Um, I didn't know all of the history about it. But yeah. It was something that popped up. I think I knew some people who worked here at one point or something. But anyway, this time when this show came around, um, and when I realized what this what the premise and everything, everything, everything <laughs> about it was like realizing what this place is, um, the history involved in it, and everything, and. For me in my life right here right now it mm. just really felt like the right time like perfect alignment yeah um so with that and knowing you um and my interactions with you uh just how did you come to it to be to in relationships with mbt yeah. so um so mbt um came into my space and a lot in a lot of in a unique way actually um uh when i was uh like probably seven years ago seven and a half maybe six years ago i directed a show called black in the bubble um at at harlem school of the arts and it was something that i self-produced with a bunch of other beautiful producers and i directed it and um michelle shea um, who was a very close friend of the of this theater and was a mentor of mine came I consider her like my godmother she came and saw my show and she said I don't know what I don't know where or why this is happening but the universe is telling me that you and Sade who Sade who's the CEO of MBT need to meet I don't know why but there's something that's just telling me that what you're doing here and what they're doing what they with what you they're doing there there's a collision space that needs to happen 
So Michelle Shea sent that introductory email, putting Shade and I in communication with each other. Uh, I uh, I invited Shade to come see the show so she could just you know get to know the me as an artist and mm-hmm. see the space that I occupy as an artist. Um, and unfortunately, she wasn't able to make it, but we scheduled to have tea. And when we scheduled to have tea, at that moment um, was the beginning of my journey. Um, we never left each other's side ever since then. So it's been a seven-year deep relationship, like friendship, um, camaraderie, family building um, that has actually transformed my life. Um, that tea turned into being a line producer on a production here, which turned into me being production manager, which turned into me. Then one day when she was sitting down, we were talking about like, theater and life and all those things she said what if I made you my creative director and I said you've never seen any of my work I think this is kind of crazy but you're very adamant about this so I guess so and what's actually really interesting about my relationship to MBT and coming into relationship to kind of kind of my life force uh, and what I've been asked to do on this planet is that um, it's something that I called into being Um, I say I say that this position is something that I summoned Um, to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen as early in my career as it did, but it was something that I definitely asked for. Um, uh, My junior year of high school, my chair of my department, I went to Duke Island School of the Arts in Washington, D.C., he said, said, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, what do you want to do, Jonathan? And I said, I want to go to NYU for, for musical theater. I hadn't applied yet, but that's where ultimately I would go to get my college education and then I also said that I want to run a theater in Harlem that owns their own space as the artistic director and I, and he was like that's a very particular <laughs> goal Jonathan what that's very 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 interesting and I said and I said well well there's a birthright that we've been we've been longing for um did, I was very did you know about okay, no you didn't know I know about I know MBT, about MBT. I didn't know about MBT What's very interesting is that I everyone says that they feel like I've been trained by Dr. Tier, but I've never knew Dr. Tier. I never got to know her in the physical realm. Um, I definitely think that she teaches me from other ways of being. Um, but I never got to meet Tunde, never got to meet um, Tunde, who is uh, was the director of theater arts programming for a very long period of time, helped to build the program. Never met um, Dr. Tier, who is our founder of National Black Theater. Um, and never got to meet um, her sister, Frederica Lali Tier, who was um, a social worker, but also a Black Panther, and it was um, was a very important um, executive director of the institution. So I never got to meet these two, these three magnificent human beings who are very, who are very fundamentally important to the organization. I've been taught by them through other means, yeah. either by watching other people, but just by my own meditation, my own spiritual practice. And what I, why I say that story about high school is because it, it affirmed to me that if I speak something into existence, the universe A, listens to me, and if I actually hold true to my values, then the universe will then make it come to pass. And, and I think that that is what my journey has been at MBT, is that I continuously get to speak things into existence and watch it come to pass. Um, not that it doesn't happen without rigor, not that it doesn't happen without a lot of consideration of like having to pivot, bob and weave, and make different things come to, to and having to have what we like to call sacrifice or service be a part of the conversation. But it is definitely something that I get to do out of a privilege um, to be able to be in the space that I sit right now and be able to create spaces like 425th and Freedom. Um, is a pleasure that I don't think that I kn- that I knew from a, like a knowing space um, that I was going to be able to do, but I knew from a space of like I wanted to create home. 
Um, I wanted to create a home for us. Um, I felt like um, when NEC in particular, the Negro Ensemble, when they lost their, their, their theater, um, it was a battle cry for me to say that was our birthright. When did that happen? I can't, I don't remember the exact date when they lost their theater, which was on, um, right, it was right across the street from Ailey. The Women's Project mm -hmm. took it up for a moment and now it's just a condo. But this was like within the last 10 years, right? It was more, I think it's more than that. I think okay. it was la more than the last 10 years. But NEC, uh, if people know, if people research yeah. the history, at one point was a well-resourced, almost $3 million organization that had a space mm -hmm. that they most likely could have purchased, or if they did, they had ownership of. Don't know 100% what the ownership structure was. But for me, that was a birthright as a black artist. When, when anyone claimed to, say a to be a black artist, they were claiming an opportunity to have a home like that. And the exact same thing about National Black Theater. When anyone claims to be a black artist, there is a space called the National Black Theater that has to be well-resourced, has to be well-versatile, and has to be able to be nimble enough to address the needs of the community in which we are seeking to serve. And I think that's what I seek to do um, inside my tenure here. Um, that's what I hope that I will be able to gift to the next artistic director of this institution um, is uh, opportunity for them to dream in spaces that I was never able to dream and for them to be able to exceed and excel in kind of their own vision um, because they do not have to do some of the lift that I had to do they have to do a different kind of lift um, and I think that that is a profound opportunity that I hopefully will be able to steward on um, uh, and be able to watch it grow. I want to be able to leave this seat that I currently occupy and still be able to have a vast career and a vast life of my own that is able to be in reflection or illuminated by the in tandem vast beauty and growth of the organization as an institution of national significance, which it is, of national impact, which it is, and of na and giving national resource to the field by, by actually helping to um, train the next generation of theater practitioners from all walks and all different degrees of life. Nice. Um, and that was a long answer. Yeah, no, but very, very good, very clear. Um, so, so how long have you been the artistic director here? So I've been the artistic director for seven years. Mm -hmm. um, so. So that okay. So that was the beginning of the seven year journey. Was yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Was the T, mm -hmm. the T, the T, not the T T, but right. the T, the actual physicalization of T, um, was seven years ago, and that actually created a launching pad of multiple universes coming together, multiple opportunities coming together that I'm really humbled by and I'm very excited by. Um, and right now celebrating 50 years. Yeah, we're now celebrating 50 years. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's interesting. It's interesting that like we're celebrating, 50, we're celebrating 50 years and we're reimagining at 50. Right. We're celebrating 50 years and we're not, it's not like we're a business as usual. Right. Um, at 50, we are having an opportunity to totally revamp. It's almost like having your midlife crisis mm -hmm. um, and really begin to like reimagine like what does the next 50 look like and how do we position the next 50 to be in a space of how, uh, that lives inside of our values that we seek to that we seek to be very centered focused, which is integrity, which is 
um, artistic rigor, which is um, creative imagination and, and the idea of liberation, which is this notion of dismantling and also re and re augmenting our notion of blackness so that blackness doesn't become this antiquated notion monolithic, monolithic thing, thing yeah. but it becomes a nuanced conversation mm -hmm. how do we how do we interrogate our own definition of blackness um, and how do we allow for the work that we produce now to be reflective of that um, who are we investing in that is allowing for us to have that conversation um, and how do we hold space for the both of it, right? For the for the monolithic and also for the non-monolithic. Um, I think that I think that what I what we seek to do on a day to day basis is to create a cup that holds the complexity of us, mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't try to erase any aspect of who we are, and tries to say all are welcome as long as you're willing to play by these rules. And the rules are really simple: lead with love, lead with 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 bravery and lead with integrity and respect and i think that those are the fundamental aspects that all of us want as humans we want the space of love we want the space of integrity we want the space of respect and we also want the space of creative imagination in every field in every aspect of this world the only the the innovation came from creative imagination everything is creative the very, the very, on, the very, the beginning of an idea is a creative thing that fires so many things inside your psyche, that fires so many things inside of your ancestral blood. But that is what it is, and I think that's what we seek to do in every program, in every offering, in every invitation that we invite artists to go on, and audiences to participate in. So, um, thinking about that, thinking about those principles, and something you said earlier about like with the revamp. Um, and this place needing to be uh, well resourced um, while staying true and having integrity to like the core principles and with that I think that's a very good question like to think about individually also and of course like with the organization but how do you envision um, as an artist and as an organization how do you um, become well-resourced while holding on to your integrity and values so so I think I think we become we become that by it's the tortoise race not the hares race mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I think that's uh, to be honest yeah I think that is at the core of what helps you to hold your integrity intact while not falling prey to the systems of capitalism mm -hmm. um, understanding that this that this is a durational conversation not an immediate answer and that and that if you're really about the long haul of integrity and the long haul of whatever this thing called authenticity might look like and whatever this thing called indigenous practice looks like you're having a conversation about a long uh, around a race that is a tortoise race not a hare's race and you're actually allowing for the tortoise to guide your process that might take you longer it right. might not move as fast as you wanted to you might actually get and you might actually have to do some self-care work. You might have to do some self-analysis work. You might not become the star that you wanted right away. You might have to actually question, why did I do this? Why do I stay up doing this day in, day out? But at the same tip, once you answer those questions, once you talk about that investment, once you deepen that investment, radical shifts, radical awakening happens inside of your being, in my personal opinion. And that is what, and that, and at its core is what we get to do from a day-to-day -day basis. That is what we get to really ask of ourselves, is like, as leadership, how are we creating the space for the tortoise to show up? 
how are we creating a space for the tur tortoise to actually win? Knowing that the long haul of it actually creates the winning aspect of it, not the immediate fast, like trying to fix it up, trying to make it, because you could, you could easily co-opt. And then you have another conversation you have to have. Have all the money in the world, but you're still, your soul is not activated. What does it mean to create a soulful organization? And not an organization, when I mean soul, I don't mean, it comes from, it comes from really Dr. Tears pedagogy, but when I mean soul, I mean the light force that who is you, who, who you are, not the religious dogma of who you are, but the light force that is who you are. How do you make sure that that is at the center of the creative, organizational, institutional practice, and making sure that everyone is buying into that right. algorithm? And that takes time. Mm -hmm. I think at fifty, we are just starting to reimagine. We're still, st we're just getting close. We're getting closer and closer to actually having both live in tandem. The idea of running an institution that owns their own property and also having a rigorous artistic practice that also owns its own own ideology of being, and both of them living in the space of a soul-driven pedagogy. Um, I think, I think, if you were to look at the track record of MBT though vast and though widespread and though beautiful, there are moments that you might ask and question where where, where, where did the soul go? Um, and some of it had to do with some of the fact that owning and operating this kind of large facility is a huge, huge undertaking. I sometimes don't think that people understand that just the very simple act of opening up that door every single day is award-winning. That is by itself award-winning and making sure that it can have, and then on top of that to make sure that it has it has AC, to make it on top of it has it has electricity, on top of that to make sure that it has flyers for people to go, has programming. Like when you start to think about the magnitude of what it means to actually make sure an institution, not your home, not, not, not something that you own or like an institution is available to community as a resource for healing, that is a radical act. And I think... And I, and I think to add on top of that, to ha now have a rigorous artistic practice that is able to complement that and make sure that what happens inside of the institution reflects the values of the institution from a healing heart chakra space, I, I don't know. There's just, there's just a very profound, profound opportunity and gift inside of it. Um, one thing I was just thinking, I was reminded uh, of a couple of friends that wanted to say hi to you. Uh, Bertram Johnson. Oh, Bertram! Um, and another's uh, KB Sane. Oh, um, yes! And uh, and then, like, it's making me think of my mentor, actually, is uh, her name is Dr. Tanya Pettiford Waits. Okay. And I don't know if you. No, 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 I have She's I have in Seattle. And okay. She's based in Richmond now. Um, she was in the original tour of For Color Girls. Okay. But in Seattle, um, she she became my mentor when I was like eighteen, and we battled. Wow. Um, she, she's brilliant, and one of the things she has is ritual poetic drama in the African continuum awesome. that she teaches oh, awesome. now at VCU. Um, and um, she's developed a whole thing called the Conciliation Project. Wow. And it's uh, so it's <laughs> when I didn't know what I was auditioning for when I signed up for this. <laughs> But um, actually, Ebony um, saw that I went to VCU and asked, like, if I knew certain people, and that was one. Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, not only she, she, she asked you some of the some of the who your people and yeah. who you know. Uh -huh. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was like a super, just a, an alignment thing of being 
familiar with like it's not the same process that dr t does exactly but stepping into this process was very much like you know i think every play like ebony will say over and over again this is not just a play it's a ritual yeah um and i think every process is different but like this one her saying that like i i know what it means yeah what it means um because to me it means as an artist to do this production um i feel like the act of doing it Mm -hmm. like will make me a better artist yeah yeah yeah. Um, and i want to what i what i would love i want to i want to open up this conversation of ritual right mm -hmm. because the conversation of ritual is and its very nature is a repeatable act that happens over and over and over again right that has a consciousness of intention behind it and that intention creates space for spirit or energy to come into relationship to the practice that's happening. And for me, I would say everything is a ritual. Every theatrical piece that you do has a ritualistic element to it. It's up to you to accept the ritual that's happening in front of you. Yeah. And if you were to awaken to that understanding, then the value proposition that you're finding in this process, which is profound, significant, and important, actually is something that you can carry on to any process. And that's, like, somewhere during this process, that's something that I started to take, mm. is, like, that that's, you know, something that, some of it's age, some of it's, like, stubbornness, because Dr. T, like, was drilling things into me for the longest time about, like, the process, the process, the discipline, the discipline. Yeah. And it's really, like, the alignment for this year is, like, really, like, the last year where I've really embraced the necessity for um, not doing things that are just good enough. Yeah. Um, Like within my own process, um, doing, like disciplining myself and doing the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Not trying to get to a result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like the results in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know exactly. And you know, and I... I'm not gonna what I don't want to say. I get it now. I think I'm surrendering. You're awakening to, the to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're awakening to it. I mean, I mean, I mean. If I if 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 you live in a product oriented notion, then you end in an endpoint, yeah. and there is no endpoint. And I think that is the humbling pie, is that there is no end. Yeah. There is even even when you transition, the transition is not an endpoint because your force, your life force will go somewhere else, but also your body also still goes through a process, literally returns back to dust. So there's still a process that's happening. The idea of end is a very, in my personal opinion, a Western idea that actually limits the scope of how our value and how our our energetical force actually radically stays intact inside of this entire thing called life. It was sort of like that's, you know, like I, in my short term, have been affected by Dr. Tear. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been affected by her, even though we've never met her yeah. in person. Um, and physically, this building is going to go through some change changes. Changes, yes. Right? Um, what? So, what do you see? Like, what? What's kind of the plan for like the next steps for like the? like, I guess, theater programming here? So, I mean, part of it, part of it is what you're actually participating in. So, 
Um, MBT has started a new program called MBT Beyond Walls, and the and the per and the premise of it is to take the knowledge, the skill set, the the pedagogy that we've been nurturing for the past 50 years and share it locally, nationally, internationally. Um, that means locally through different partnerships, but site-specific work like 125th and Freedom. Nationally through touring our work and doing national convenings and, ped and, and symposiums. And then internationally through some of our international partnerships. So um, MBT is a part, has helped to launch a, um, a international theater arm of our of our organization called the National Black Theater of Sweden. And then we also have a work that is international called Wildflower that um, we've been developing in South Africa and also in America. Oh, nice. So, so, so the idea is, is, A, while we're in this pace of redevelopment and redeveloping our property, to really take as an invitation to actually reignite this, this notion of national and this national consciousness of national black theater, and then when the building and and the new and the new facility is finished, we're bringing all that energy back into the walls of the organization while still steeped and enriched in by uh, our 50-year legacy and our indigenous practices, which is the Yoruba artwork, which is our um, our stance around being a brave, um, healing love space. So really imbuing this new edifice this new facility with all of those vibrations um so that we have uh we walk out of here as a 21st century um contemporary laboratory for black bodies to be at the helm of innovation with inside of this uh form called theater um and what does that look like when you're creating a training laboratory for the next generation of technicians could be sound, lighting, and also um, production management. We're talking about directing, we're talking about playwriting, and then also what does it mean to create a hybrid space that allows for um, actors to have a relationship with union or with established artists, X, Y, and Z, artisans, X, Y, Z. So, so I think that when we seek and look at the future, those are all different things that we're trying to consider um, and that we're navigating currently because um, MBT Beyond Walls is our forward-facing program um, probably for the next three to four, maybe even five years while this building goes through a total reimagination. Mm -hmm. And what is, like, what are the significant, like, what's going to be different about... So what, what essentially, what, essentially what, what, what is going to happen is that um, the site that people are currently used to on 125th and 5th Avenue is going to um, get elevated to becoming a 20-story, 22-story high-rise. Um, inside of that will be a new state-of-the-art facility, similar to what people are used to from National Black Theater, with a temple space and a studio theater, which will be a 99-seat um, uh, black box theater for all layman's terms. Um, for us to... That theater is beautiful also, by the way. Like, for, uh, it blew me away when I saw that. It's just like... For us to work out is, of. Yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah, so, so and, and that, and what you're being blown away by is just the beginning of what is possible in that space. Mm -hmm. um, it's not fully retrofitted out the way that we ideally will have it be in the new iteration. So it's about fulfilling Dr. Tier's vision. That's one of the main tenets of this, of this redevelopment. Fulfilling Dr. Tier's mission of creating a state-of-the-art 21st century technologically advanced like hub for creative imagination for black bodies. Um, and having a shop, what does it mean to have a shop that actually is able to train 
um, people to learn how to build carpentry, all that stuff? What does it mean to have a space where we can um, be able to gather, but also be able to perform and also be able to train and learn? So, um, and where do we have the spaces for new technology to come and interact with us as well? So all of those are different things that will be living inside of this new edifice, uh, this new iteration of the institution. Got it. And I was just, it just occurred to me talking about like new things, new ideas, technology. Uh, would you see NBT ever getting involved with like um, on camera production? So, on camera production is very interesting. I, I Potentially. Um, we are planning to have a dedicated space that's, that's uh, geared towards new technology and podcasts. Mm -hmm. So, allowing. Uh, because the technology is always shifting, what we do know and what we are strongly believing in is that podcasts are probably never going to go away. Um, the, the need to be able to broadcast content and ideas is something that we think um, probably is going to last for the next 30, maybe another 50 years. Um, uh, and so what does it mean to create a space that allows for that kind of technology to be present? But then also, what are the new technologies that we can help to get black and brown people to have access to like AR, VR, that mm -hmm. kind of technology. Yeah. So that is kind of like film but I don't necessarily feel like um, we're going to start being like the stage in a film right. location. Right. Um, but I do believe that especially like for our player at residency program and even for our directing pro residency program I could see inside the scan and the span width of it, the bandwidth of it that there might be an idea of producing a 10 minute short. And what does that mean to produce a 10-minute short for knowing that a lot of black playwrights are entering into now the TV and film field? Yeah, that's like something as an artist that I'm particularly interested in is somehow creating, like I have one project that I'm working on like that I kind of want to create in tandem, so create a web series and a stage production. Oh, awesome. And not have, the, not have one be a version of the other. Um, have them have a similar core, core? yeah but two different experiences that could work in tandem because yeah, yeah, yeah um i feel like there's a whole generation of people that um is not going to the theater right now partially mm -hmm. because no the commercial theater got too expensive yeah um but there are those places but there are those places that have the same amount the same amount of um like you have, you have the possibility of seeing the same amount that you spend for a movie. Mm -hmm. You get sent to see a piece of theater. Yeah. But I think, but I think that, uh, but I also think that another thing that's deterring a lot of people to see it is that the content and even the institution don't speak a language that is welcoming to, to the white. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a status quo conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um. Well, is, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Well, I mean, people should come to the National Black Theater. Go on our website, www.nationalblacktheater.org. Um, follow us on Instagram, at NatBlackTheater. Um, uh, I think that if, I think whoever's listening, if you're looking for a space that will see the beauty that is you and looking for a space that um, is seeking to create a healing oasis inside of the burning... Um, building that is America, um, then National Black Theater, no matter where we are, as long as the entity of us is present, is seeking to carve out that space for us as human beings um, and asking for us to really lead with love, as I've said over and over again, and through that fine radical healing. Cool. That's it. Um, and 
it's kind of a double tap I do sometimes, but um, I've heard you many times, so just going to put it out there. Do you have any final thoughts? And of course, not final, but just right now, do you have any final words you'd like to leave with? Um, I mean, the final thing that's coming to my brain is just the fact that we as a community and we as black people um, and, we as, and we as people in general um, should always allow for the silence to interrupt our thoughts. And I don't know what I don't know why that's coming into my being, but that that we sometimes rush to the to the solution or rush to find the solution. And sometimes we need to allow for silence, um, to allow for something else to come into play and ask for us to maybe walk in a different step. Um, and um, that that's okay. Again, going back to the tortoise race versus the hare's race. Um, that uh, a gift is silence and we were gifted that and allowing that to really work inside of who we are um, and be a part of our decision making um, is equally as powerful as just making the decision itself cool Uh, well thank you very much for sitting down yes so that was my conversation with Jonathan McRory Um, we did that conversation at National Black Theater so I did a portable version. So if it sounded different, um, that's why I think my voice was a little bit quieter, but I think you could hear him well. And that's the important thing. Um, I had a great time talking with him. I hope you enjoyed that. You can uh, check out the links to National Black Theater in the show notes. Um, definitely go there, support. And if you want to see the show, you can find it there. Um, you can also find links to the episode in BushwickVarietyShow.com. If you enjoy Bushwick Variety Show, please subscribe, rate, review, and share. And if you're interested in coming on and sharing your idea, please uh, hit me up through social media, the website, email, whatever you want. And I'll hope to hear from you soon and hope to see you doing your thing. Shine, share with the world, create something, and watch it grow. Congrats again to the National Black Theater celebrating 150 years. Um... Thank you, Dr. Barbara Antier, for starting this wonderful institution, and I'm super grateful to be a part of it. Um, Do your thing, and I hope to hear from you soon. Take care. Peace. (laughs) 